Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 82. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, do you have a product or service that you would like to share with the 100,000 plus unique downloads a month Entrepreneur on Fire generates? Chris Brogan did, and when he sponsored an episode, he saw great results. If you'd like to have 15 seconds at the top of our show to share your product or message, go to www.sponsoreofire.com to find out more. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Nicole Kelly. Nicole, are you prepared to ignite? I am ready to ignite. All right. Nicole is the president of SME Digital, the digital marketing division of Social Media Explorer. Her team helps companies figure out where social media fits and then helps execute the recommended strategy across the right mix of social media channels. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Nicole, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, and then talk about your business. Absolutely. Well, I kind of started my career in the corporate world, actually. I spent 15 years in corporate marketing, um, dealing with, you know, executives and a very, very male-driven environment. I worked for a a lot of um, big companies that had a lot of men at the top. And, you know, that was a really great experience for me. and I decided that, you know, it was better to start out kind of doing something on my own because what I was finding is that the corporate culture wasn't giving me the culture that I wanted to grow personally and professionally. And so that's why I started SME Digital. And on a personal note, um, just so you understand a little bit about my background, um, I am a mom. I have three lovely children. I have two boys and a little girl who is 15 months old. And my boys are actually 14 and 12. So I actually started over around the same time they started this business. And that certainly led to um, a few challenges from time management as I got started. Absolutely, Nicole. I definitely look forward to delving more into all those aspects later in the interview. But before we do, let's get into our first real topic here at Entrepreneur on Fire, and that is the success quote. We love getting the motivational ball rolling. We love getting Fire Nation excited for the content that you have for us today. So Nicole, what do you have for Fire Nation? So my success quote is, failure is not an option. It is something that has driven me from a very, very young age. Um, I overcame a lot as I grew in my career, which I know we will get into later. But, you know, my my whole philosophy on life is that you never stop. There are no excuses. If you do have a failure, it's not a failure because you use it as a learning opportunity, as a step towards the next thing. And that really is truly what drives me as an individual. Such a great mentality for entrepreneurs in general to have, but can you take that mentality, Nicole, and really share with us a time where you apply that to your life, to your journey? Yeah, absolutely. So it's actually interesting because when I started SME Digital, I was I was faced with a challenge. And that challenge was I was seven and a half months pregnant with my daughter. Um, I had been working in corporate America for about 15 years. And I was presented with a a challenge and an opportunity, I will say, from my my boss at the time. And I was told that I either had to shut down my website and all of my social media channels, 
or I was going to be terminated. And as a social media person, obviously, I had a lot of time and energy, personal time and energy outside of the workplace, invested in my brand and what I was doing in a, and from a social perspective. But personally, you know, I was in a situation where I was seven and a half months pregnant. I was unemployable. I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get another job because no one's going to hire you at, when you're going to deliver in the next two months. Um, and I had to make a really tough choice. And it was, am I going to stay true to who I am as an individual? Individual and to my brand and what's important to me, or am I going to let you know this organization basically strip it all away from me? And I kind of said, you know, life gives you a, that are you sure button every once in a while. And I said, you know what? I am sure, and I'm going to start this business. I'm, I know I'm seven and a half months pregnant. I'm probably not going to get a maternity leave, but it's the right thing for me to do. And um, and I literally worked tirelessly at a, a very uh, challenging time in in my life, and really built up an agency that I'm very proud of. Wow. Well, just to really clarify, did your company just across the board say, okay, nobody, period, is allowed to have any social media, or were you singled out for that? Um, I was not aware that everybody was asked. Um, I know that I was particularly asked. And it was a little awkward because I was a social media director, so that was my job. I was hired for, you know, my personal brand and stuff like that. And, you know, basically, um, the there was, a, there was a lot of stuff around, you know, why they felt like it was a conflict of interest. And there was a lot of stuff put on me that I felt was a little bit sketchy. But I had a choice. I could either use that as something that was going to tear me down or I could use it as something that was going to build me up. And, and I decided to, to go with the latter. I love that, Nicole. And that's just a perfect transition to our next topic, which is failure, which are challenges, which are obstacles that we as entrepreneurs face every single day. You've already shared with us such a challenging situation that you were recently in and how you overcame that. Can you go back to another point in your journey where you just really failed or you just really came across a challenge you had to overcome and share that and how you overcame that obstacle with Fire Nation. Absolutely. So I, I was in a situation where I was, uh, again, a corporate employee. I was in an organization that um, the the leadership wasn't uh, as innovative as, as my spirit tends to be. And I was really trying to kind of push the envelope on moving that organization forward. And everywhere that I went, I kind of hit these roadblocks, right? And it was like, no, we can't do this because of this. And no, we can't do this because of this. And I'm more of the mentality of, of, I always say it's yes, you know, the, the correct answer is yes, but yes, that's a good idea. And yes, we should do that. But here are some challenges and let's figure out a way to overcome them. And I was always faced with this constant negativity. And one of those was actually around social media in the organization. Social, it was, you know, back in 2008, 2009. So social media was really just kind of starting to take hold in the business world. And you know, one of the challenges that I had was they would not invest in social media unless I could prove that there was an ROI. And at that time, I mean, you can imagine that, you know, tracking tools weren't as sophisticated. Uh, really, everyone was kind of kumbaya, let's stand around a fire and um, and roast marshmallows together in social. And so they're really, the business drivers hadn't yet really been discovered. And so I was, I was kind of upset about it and I really, really wanted to make a difference in social. And so I decided that, you know what, that everyone's saying you can't measure social media, you shouldn't measure social media, um, it doesn't relate to all of these other metrics in the business. And I said, you know what, that's just not an acceptable answer. As business people and as employees of corporations, we have a responsibility to protect the bottom line. And the only way that we're ever going to sell social media through is if we can actually prove how it delivers on the bottom line and what that ROI is. And so 
I did end up leaving that organization, but in the meantime, I started writing a lot about social media ROI, about where it fits into the business, um, coming from a business perspective, not the social media perspective. Social media is the tool, but I, I understand a lot about business, and so I started tying those two pieces together, and um, and it, it worked out really great because I developed a brand. You know, I wrote a book on social media measurement. It helped me launch my company, and so I feel like it was a, a really a, a good opportunity where someone was saying no. Um, and I turned it into a yes, maybe not in that environment, but I turned it into a yes somewhere else that made sense. I love that, Nicole. That just makes so much sense on so many levels. It's such a valuable lesson to just analyze exactly how you reacted to that situation. And let's go now to the other end of the spectrum because you've shared with us a couple challenges and or failures that you've had in the past. Now let's go to the aha moment where Every single day when you are just so involved in your industry, you're having small aha moments that are inspiring you, that are propelling you to the next level. But every now and then, at some point in our journey, we've had that really big light bulb that's just come on and we've just said, wow, this is going to resonate so well with me, with my clients, with my customers. Can you share an aha moment that you've had? Absolutely. So I had a very interesting aha moment. Um, and it was actually while I was still a corporate employee and um, I had hired Chris Brogan to do some work um, on a project that I was working on. And we were out at dinner one night and we were having this you know, conversation slash debate about how he has always been so positive towards entrepreneurs. And I, I said, you know, Chris, it's it's great that you're so supportive of entrepreneurs, I said, but you have to understand there are some of us like myself who just love working for big companies and we like being a corporate employee. And, you know, and it kind of looks like you're dissing the corporate employees is that we're not fulfilling our potential. And he just said, well, Nicole, if I could, t if I told you that you could build a business around the lifestyle that you actually want to live versus driving to your office at nine o'clock every morning and then fighting traffic every day on the way home, and that you could make three times as much money doing exactly what you love to do in the lifestyle that you want to leave, would you still be as passionate about being a corporate employee? And I said, well, no, how could I possibly be that passionate when you tell me something like that? And when I, when I dealt with that situation where I was being fired at seven and a half months pregnant, I remembered that conversation and it was a, it was a huge impetus for me to make that decision because I said, you know what, it is time for me to put myself as a priority to build a lifestyle that, that we want as a family and then to transition that into business. And I think those lines between what we want as individuals and personally and the structure of which our businesses are built are starting to really, really meld together. And so I actually hired a business coach um, and, and designed my entire company around the lifestyle that I want to live and therefore I want to offer that to my employees as well. So get a little more specific because we want to now go to the actions that you took after this aha moment. You said you hired a business coach. Tell us a little bit about that and then a little bit more about the culture that you've created. So one of the things that I recognized early on is that, um, you know, I'm, I'm very honest about things that I'm not as smart as someone else in. And one of them was actually starting up and running a business. I had been a corporate employee for 15 years. So there were parts of the business that I really had no exposure to. And one of the things that I was most concerned about with starting a business was whether or not I can start a business that I actually want to be involved in for the long term, you know, and, and the long term being 10, 20, 30 years because I think our culture these days 
staying somewhere for that long is 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 more the is not the norm anymore. So I wanted to make sure that the company was built in a way that it would help me thrive um, professionally and personally. And so I hired a business coach that basically did a lot of personality testing and um, and figuring out like what my wealth dynamics were and all of those kind of things. And he basically laid out a roadmap and said, you know, if you want to be able to thrive in this company and you want your employees to thrive under your leadership, then this is the structure you should use. And one of those was, you know, you don't need a corporate office. You don't, your definition of what a successful business looks like um, is very different than what the traditional business model is. And you, ha- and, and it's okay that your model is very different. It doesn't mean you can't be successful. So accept and embrace the model that you want. Don't try to force yourself to be in that corporate environment that, that isn't going to allow you to flourish. And so one of the things that I actually did as a result of that is I made a, a strategic decision that all of our employees would work virtually. Um, and we aren't going to have a big corporate office with huge conference rooms and all of that kind of stuff because I don't want to drive to the office every morning. And I don't think that my employees should have to drive to the office every morning. Um, in addition, like one of my big goals in life is that I want to go to Mexico and I want to spend six months and immerse myself in the culture and learn Spanish. Yes. But I still want to be able to run my business while I do that. And so building out our company in a virtual environment allows me to fulfill that dream, but it also extends that kind of dream to all of our employees that you know, want to be able to travel and, and have life experiences and don't want to wait until they retire to live their life, um, but want to be able to live their life now, but still be able to earn a good living doing it. That's exciting. And a lot of things of what you're saying is really inspiring because I just really see that is where the ball is rolling in this new entrepreneurial virtual world. And it's really exciting to see people like yourself taking the lead, setting the precedent, setting the example. And I love hearing about some of your passions too, Nicole. I mean, for myself, after my career in the Army, I took off. I moved to Guatemala for four months, lived with the family, learned Spanish. It was an amazing, amazing time. And I think that you will definitely get so much out of immersing yourself in a culture like that. And I want to go back real quick to you talking about Chris Brogan. He's such a great guy. We've had him on the show very recently. He's just really gave us some awesome insights along the lines of what you were talking about. And he himself has recently started a podcast and just released his book, The Impact Equation, about social media. Very good stuff. Have you continued to engage Chris Brogan with your new business? Um, I mean, Chris and I, you know, we see each other at events and we certainly, you know, hang out when we're at the events. What what I really love about Chris is that he really is one of those innovative minds. And so if you can, if you can ever have a conversation with him over a cup of coffee or a beer, you know, and, and just hear his, his perspective on the world. It is, it's so unique. And it, for me, it was just so motivating. And so we certainly see each other at events and, and things like that. I definitely, um, you know, we don't get to keep up as much as, as I think either one of us would like. Um, but, you know, I think we're kind of, we're both busy running our own businesses. So every opportunity that we get to, you know, kind of hang out and have, have a nice chat. Um, it's definitely very interesting. And I think that we've seen each other, in both places, like the last time I saw him was right after I um, started started the company. It was at um, Blog World in LA last year. And he just came up and he said, you know, Nicole, he's like, 
you just look so happy. You know, you just are glowing with like, you know, you're smiling and you're happy. And he's like, it is such a different perspective um, seeing you this way versus how you used to be, which was interesting to me because I never thought that I was unhappy in corporate world. And I always have been kind of an um, outgoing personality and all of that kind of stuff. But for for him to see that in me showed me that I had made the right choice and that I was, um, you know, doing the right thing for myself, but also making a difference um, in the business world at the same time. Well, on that note, Nicole, have you had an I've made it moment? I have not yet had my I've made it moment. Um, I My I've made it moment is, and this is because I dream too big, probably. I probably should have smaller I've made it moments. But my I've made it moment is after I've spent that six months in Mexico and I've come back and I'm fluent in Spanish and my business is still running and I was able to work um, while I was over there and my teams are still flourishing. Uh, that's, that's when I'm going to be able to say, you know what, I've built something. I've built a culture. I've built this in a way that I don't don't have to necessarily have my hand in every pot. I, my teams are strong and they're self, you know, um, they're very independent and they can, they can operate on their own and just call me when they need something. That's when I know that um, I've, I've, I feel that I will have made it. Well, as Jim Collins would say, that is your B-H-A-G, your big, <laughs> hairy, audacious goal. So that's right. It's so important to have those. I'm so glad you do. So too few people have those BHAGs. We should all have one way out there. But at the same time, Nicole, you're completely right. You really should be having these little I've made it moments along the way too because it's about the journey. And Entrepreneur on Fire, we stress the journey. And you should be setting these little goals for yourself that you are just achieving and then appreciating what you've come because you're creating something very special. You're impacting a lot of people. You need to make sure that you're enjoying that along the way. And it does sound like to some degree you are, so I commend you for that. And again, it's all about the journey. That's right. That's right. And I mean, I definitely have seen, you know, small successes along the way that we celebrate. You know, we've won some some very large um, accounts that we worked really hard at. And, you know, we've seen 400% growth year over year. And, you know, we're definitely meeting those milestones. And I think that, you know, there are business goals and things that are important for you as an entrepreneur inside of your business. And I think that those are your short-term, um, you know, three month, six month, 12 month, you know, two year goals. And then there's that big thing that for you as a, an, an individual that fulfills you. And so Mexico for that, uh, for me is that, you know, personal goal and from a business goal, um, you know, we're, we're working our way um, towards building. I want to build a hundred million dollar agency. Again, a great goal. I know you'll achieve that. And let's use that to move into the next topic, which is your current business, Nicole. You have a lot of things going on in a lot of different directions, but you're all focused on the one end goal. What is one thing that's really exciting you right now? What really excites me and what I love most about the way that that, that I've built this company is that we actually, we are, I mean, for lack of a better term, we're an agency, you know, so you could compare us to all of the, you know, digital marketing or advertising agencies that are out there, but we approach things very differently. And I think that because I have been in corporate marketing and my, you know, I've been in the shoes of every one of my clients. I know how important it is that their reputation uh, for hiring us, that they look like a rock star for bringing in um, amazing people to help them on this journey towards whatever project they have. And so our approach is a little bit different in that respect, but also because I hired so many agencies before and I saw the quality of work coming back, um, I really, I really 
pride myself on that. We really work hard at delivering value of what's important to the business. And I think that sometimes that's different than what they come to the table asking us for. Um, but we're able to recognize that, you know, okay, this is what you're saying you want. Like uh, people come to us and they say, we want a Facebook page. And as we explore why they want a Facebook page and what they want to do with that Facebook page, many times we un- uncover that there are other business goals that they're trying to achieve. And so the, I think the level of work that we do, the quality of work that we do, and the fact that, you know, our clients are very happy with our services and they, you know, are constantly saying how happy, what great, how great of a job we did, um, how much that actually impacted their career. At the end of the day, my job is to make my clients um, get, help them get promoted and make them look like rock stars. And I want to see my clients running companies. I want to see them getting promoted into the CEO position in their company. And so, um, and so we do a level of work that makes them look awesome. Nicole, no two days look identical for you. Absolutely. That's just the life of an entrepreneur. That's how it is. But can you tell us two tasks that do seem to occupy a good portion of your day every day? Um, There are two primary tasks. So the first is writing client strategies and doing client research. Um, So a lot of times my head is down and I'm in my computer documenting um, strategies for clients. And then the other, the other big one is new business development. So I do a lot of prospecting calls, um, you know, figuring out if if we're a good fit for somebody, um, you know, figuring out what people's needs are, whether or not we're a good fit, and then um, passing that along for any kind of proposal status. So I would say that those are the two big things that take up the most most of my day. So what is the near-term vision you have for Social Media Explorer? Well, I, I really want to... Um, I want to make a difference in terms of where marketers are viewed in the organization. There was a stat that actually came out... Um, I guess it was about a year ago now that said that 73% of CEOs feel that marketers lack business credibility. And that really rubbed me the wrong way because I know a lot of brilliant, smart marketers. And I started thinking about it and I said, you know, how many CEOs do you know that come from a CMO position or any kind of a marketing position? And if you start thinking about the companies that you know, especially these bigger companies, CEOs tend to get hired from either a a CFO position, they're in the, the finance department, or from technology. A lot of software companies hire their CEOs as, you know, they used to be their, um, they were one of the primary developers. And I said, you know what, what I really, what my vision is that we are going to help transform how marketers are viewed in business. And I want to have an impact on the number of CEOs who came from marketing positions. So Nicole, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. And this is where I get to provide you with a series of questions you can come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? That sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Having enough faith in myself and my ability to succeed. I was always taking risks with other people's money, um, and now I get to take risks with my own money. How is that different? Well, I think it's different because, you know, when it's your own pocketbook that it's affecting, I think you tend to be more risk adverse. And so, you know, understanding how decisions are made based on risk versus reward and being able to do that analysis and make good decisions for business um, is very different as an entrepreneur than it was when I was a corporate employee, because it was like, yeah, I'm willing to like risk that $200,000 in my budget. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Now I'm like looking at a $200,000 expense and saying, okay, is this going to kill my business or not? And is it worth it? Absolutely. 
What is the best business advice that you ever received? Mine is your business doesn't have to fit the corporate mold. And that came from Giovanni Cavallari. What is something that's working for you or your business right now? So this is interesting. I, and this ties into kind of personal and professional. So one of the things that I was trying to do is I was trying to balance fitness into my life. And being an entrepreneur, as you imagine, we work ridiculous hours and we're up early and we're working late. And so I actually bought a truck desk. And so I stand and walk on a treadmill while I work all day long. And I'm working anywhere from six to 10 miles a day while I'm working so that I can fit exercise in. And it has made me one of the so much more productive than I ever was before. Okay, we're going to have to talk about this a little bit because <laughs> I love the idea of this Trek desk. I have been researching a little bit about it. I'm trying to figure out how can I really make this happen while I'm interviewing? Can I really be typing and, and surfing the internet while I'm walking? Talk to us about it. We have a couple minutes here. I want to hear about this. Okay, so the re- I had been, I was just like you. I saw it at Blog World New York, and I was like, "That's a really cool idea." But I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I'll be able to, to talk, and will I get out of breath when I'm because I do a lot of conference calls, and will they be able to hear the treadmill in the background?" And so I actually uh, talked to Jay Bear about it, and Jay was like, "It is the best thing that I've ever done. You walk slow. It's not like you're walking fast." He's like, "You know, you start out at like one mile an hour." which literally is so slow, you almost trip over yourself because it's so slow. And he said that he basically was increasing it until he got up to two and a half miles an hour. And he walks at two and a half miles an hour now and doesn't even notice. And I was like, all right, so I'm going to do it. And um, I started at a mile an hour. I'm up to 1.8 miles an hour now. Um, I've walked over 220 miles since I got it in September. And, you know, I feel really good. And one thing that's interesting is I think that while you're walking and working, First of all, I can type, I can have a conversation. Sometimes I have to slow the treadmill down if I'm if I'm talking a lot, lot because I get really excited and then I might start getting out of breath, but I just slow the treadmill down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the big thing is I think that there is a connection that's made when you're actually in motion with your brain. And I find that I think clearer. I come up with uh, you know better ideas. I document them clearly when I'm actually doing some kind of an activity. And so I think it's actually improved my work as well. Wow. Now, if you have to sit down, is there a way to kind of move things down or is it always a standing function? Um, this is always a standing function, but I have another, I still have my old desk that I can sit at if I want to, if I actually want to sit at a desk, but I can't even imagine like walking over there and sitting down to work. Like it feels unnatural now. Right, right. It's all about acclimating. I love it. And I'm going to link this up in the show notes. What is the website that you got this from or the name of the company? It's Trekdesk, T R E K. D-E-S-K, and I think it's trekdesk.com. I love it. Thank you for that. You're welcome. This is actually interesting because it's going along the same lines of a a resource you're going to recommend, but that was just such a great one. We're going to just use that to move into what's an internet resource that you're in love with, like an Evernote, that you can recommend to Fire Nation right now. Um, I just actually downloaded Repel on my iPhone, um, which syncs up Basecamp. And so I can add tasks. I can view. We do a lot of, you know, project management is a huge part of our business. And understanding where we are with the client deliverables is, is a big deal for us. So being able to, on my phone, add tasks, review comments, um, see files that have been uploaded all from my phone or my iPad is huge. What is your favorite business book? 
Um, I actually just had this one recommended to me, and it was the it's called "Win Without Pitching: The Win Without Pitching Manifesto" by Blair Enns, um, and Tamson Webster recommended it to me. And uh, it's it's just a whole new approach to looking at how you value how your clients value the work that you do and how you do pricing from an agency perspective. And so it's been very very enlightening. Awesome, Nicole. We will link that up in the show notes as well. And this brings us to our last question, which just happens to be my favorite. So. Take your time because it's kind of tricky. If you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew nobody, you still have all the experience and all the knowledge you currently have, $500, an internet connection with a laptop, and all your food and shelters taken care of, what would you do in the next seven days? Wow, that's a really good question. Think about Um, it. Yeah, I would say in the next seven days... I would, well, first of all, I have internet access, so I think that I would definitely start a website of some kind with a blog so I could document my journey and things that were going on, and I would find a way to listen to the conversation of the world to figure out where I fit in. I think you'd be in trouble because I'm probably guessing that Trek Desk is more than $500, right? <laughs> no, it's only $479. Wow, so <laughs> that would be your budget right there. That's it, that's it. Awesome, Nicole. You've given us some great actionable advice, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. Thank you. Well, my one piece of advice is to look at how you can break the mold in whatever industry that you are. Don't follow someone else's rules. Uh, Create your own. And again, I'm Nicole Kelly from SME Digital. We are the digital agency that understands your bottom line. Boom. We will link that up in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Nicole. Fire Nation, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you. All right, Fire Nation. Are you pumped up to create your own podcast now? Don't let your lack of time, knowledge, or skills hold you back. All you need to do is record an MP3, send it to my team, and we do the rest. It's really that simple. Visit www.podplatform.com to find out more. Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.